Hey, this is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's short enough to read it again. Let's read it again. Ready? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Last week I began a series called simply Thank You. It's not just some clever series that, hey, we should have a series called Thank You Before Thanksgiving. No, it's, it's a series that I believe the Lord put into my heart and said, I want you to teach on the importance and the value of giving thanks in your life. Thanksgiving is not just a holiday. In fact, the word thanksgiving and the concept and the thought of thanksgiving came about long before the holiday of thanksgiving. But somehow we've kind of put it into a holiday and said, oh, that's when I'm going to give thanks. It's sort of like yeah, we give flow- I give flowers to my wife on uh, Valentine's Day because, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up in a few months. So I'm going to get you some flowers in a few months. Yeah, she's like, you can take those flowers and <laughs> put them somewhere, right? Because the point is not to just put it down to a holiday, The point is to make it a lifestyle, but that holiday reminds us of why we give thanks. And uh, even though Thanksgiving was birthed on some beautiful events that uh, happened, and we can read over the history in those things of the events, can I tell you that we have a lot more to be thankful for than just the start of the United States. Though we're thankful for the United States as well, but we do thank God. So in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. Out of the NIV, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Out of the message, it says, Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. This is the will of God. What is the will of God? Come on, say it. What is the will of God? So is giving thanks the will of God? So we could say that being thankful is the will of God. Then what is being unthankful? If being thankful is the will of God, then what is being unthankful? So is, if you're being unthankful, can we say that you're not in the will of God? I mean, think about that for a minute. Just let that rest. We're just unpacking that for a minute. If being thankful is being in the will of God, then being unthankful is being out of the will of God. See, I want you to to think about that because sometimes we think, well, being thankful is sort of like just a tip. It's sort of like something I should add on to the bill of what I really, you know, I should be thankful for it too. Sort of like if you, if you went and bought something at the grocery store and then they give it to you and then you, you pay it and they say, thank you, have a nice day. And you say, thank you. And we think that's the way it is with God. And we say, let's give thanks. And what do we do? I, and I said it last week. What, do, what does the church do at large the majority of the time that we say, let's give thanks? What do they do? They give me RSA this morning. We give a little golf clap. Thank you, Lord. Right? But is that what he means by giving thanks? 
In fact, the Bible says giving thanks, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It comes out of our mouths. Giving thanks has to be something that comes out of our mouths. And so if thankful is in the will of God, then unthankful is not in the will of God. There should never be a time in our lives that we should be in a place of not giving thanks. But what if I don't feel like it? Thanksgiving has nothing to do with you or I feeling like it. Thanksgiving has to do with who we're thanking. And because he's always faithful, then our praise should always be faithful. Let me ask you this question. Is there a place between being thankful and unthankful? Listen, think about it. Is there a place that you can be between being thankful and being unthankful? Is there a place in between, a gap in the middle Somewhere where you go, well, I'm neither thankful or unthankful. No, there is no place between being thankful or unthankful. So if you're unthankful, what does that mean? It means you're, you're not thankful, right? If you're unthankful, then you're not thankful. When we're thankful, we're operating in God's will. When we're unthankful, we're operating outside of the will of God. Can I tell you, being thankful is a big deal to God. It's something that I believe should be taught more, being thankful to God. In fact, I want to show you a couple of places in the Word. Look in the book of Romans, uh, Romans chapter 1, and I want to look down in verse 18. I know there's a lot more that we could read, but look in verse 18. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. It's a little bit easier to understand. It says in uh, Romans 1.18, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, listen, ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. And through everything God made, they can clearly see his, God's, invisible qualities, his eternal power, and his divine nature, so that they have no excuse for not knowing God. He says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They looked at all the things God did for them, and they wouldn't worship him, and it says, or even the least they could do was to say, look up at the sky, look up at the clouds, look at the trees, look at all the, the beauty, and say, thank you, thank you. They wouldn't worship him or even acknowledge him as God. And I want you to notice what happened. Nor even give him thanks, and they begin to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. And so as a result, their minds became dark and confused. How many say, I know those people? <laughs> yeah. Their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise, but instead they became utter fools. Why? Because they wouldn't worship God, acknowledge God, or stop and give thanks to God. Thanksgiving is something that God expects even if no one's saying, hey, church, let's give thanks. This morning, my wife, I was in making a cup of coffee, and she comes in. She goes, hey, David, come here, come here, come here. And I said, what? I thought something was wrong. And she said, come outside. We walk outside in the front. She goes, look at how beautiful it is. It was almost like a, I don't know if you saw the color. It was almost like a, I don't know, like an orange color or something over the sky. And she goes, just look at those. Look how pretty. She didn't know what I was speaking on this morning. But she said, look at those. Look at the cloud. Look at the tree. Look at the color of the trees. Isn't that beautiful? I just stood there and said, I knew, I, I knew what I was about to say. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for it. She said, don't you love the seasons? See, we're from a place that is void of seasons. <laughs> and so we appreciate the seasons. 
I asked someone who, uh, who's lived here all their lives, I said, don't you just love the seasons? And they said, love what? And I said, you know, the seasons, like the changing of the colors and the trees and how they fall down the leaves and how they grow back green. And, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. You know, when, you're, when you become accustomed to it, common, you tend to just overlook some of those things. But when it's fresh to you, that's why the psalmist said in Psalm 51, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Let me experience what it was like the first time I was saved. I think somebody needs to pray that prayer this morning, right? Lord, help me to be to the place to where I'm so aware of what you've done for me that I can give thanks freely and I can just walk around and say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. That's the way we're supposed to live. And the Bible says that these people, that they see all these things and so they're without excuse and they wouldn't give him thanks They wouldn't even give him thanks or worship him. They wouldn't even give him thanks. When someone does something for them, the least thing you can do is to thank them. And I want you to notice the result of what happens when Thanksgiving leaves. Darkness. Darkness. I know that there's times in my life where I've been praying about something. Spiritual darkness. Spiritual deafness. I've been praying about something and I'm just not getting any answers. And I'm saying, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know what to do. And the more I say it, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know what to do. And it's like I'm almost reinforcing that. I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. It's dark. I don't know what to do, right? And you know what? I realize this ain't working, you know, after a couple of days. This ain't working, right? This isn't working. So what do I do? I'll stop, and I realize that darkness comes from not giving thanks or acknowledging God. And I'll just stop, and I'll say, God, I thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you lead me and guide me. I thank you that you direct me. Help, help me thank him right now. Would you do it? Lord, I thank you for direction in my life. Come on, help me right now where you are. God, thank you for salvation. Thank you for direction. Thank you that you lead me and guide me. Thank you that you're my shepherd. Thank you that I shall not lack. I shall not want. Thank you that I know exactly what to do. Thank you that I'm not going to miss it. God, because I follow you, the great shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for your leading. Thank you for your guiding. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. And what happens in the midst of thanking him? Well, the Bible says, in your light we see light. In the presence of God, in the light of God, when we start opening up and acknowledging that God is there, what happens? God shows up. And when God shows up, what happens? Light shows up. And what happens? I know what to do. But the more that I stop and I say, I don't know what to do. God's not answering me. I prayed a thousand times and God's not answering me. And then we tell people, how are you doing? I don't know how I'm doing. Well, I'm praying for you. I'm praying too. Not seeing any results. Not seeing any answers. But I'm praying. Right? We talk about the problem, but we don't want to talk about the thanksgiving that God, you're, my, you're the one who leads me and guides me and directs me. Jesus, you said you'd never leave me or forsake me. I know that there's times in my life where I felt lonely. Lonely. All alone. Like nobody cares or knows what I'm going through. And you know what I don't say is, I'm so lonely. Is that being unthankful or is that being thankful? It's being unthankful. What did Jesus say? I'll never leave you or? So what should we say? Thank you, Jesus. In fact, let's thank him right now. Thank you that you never leave me. Thank you that you never forsake me. Thank you that I never have to be lonely. Thank you that I don't have to experience one lonely moment the rest of my life. 
I just think there's, there's maybe a couple people in here. I don't know who you are. The enemy might have attacked you and said you are all alone, alone. Just stop right now and let's let thanksgiving come out of our mouths. Thank you, Lord, that you'll never leave me or forsake me. Thank you that I'm never alone. I'm not alone. God is with me. God is on my side. God never leaves me. God never forsakes me. And I thank you for it today. Thank you for it today. Thank you for it today. Thank you for it today, Lord. He says, the result is darkness and confusion when they were unthankful. Do you notice that when you become unthankful, things get more cloudy? When you start feeling like a victim, when you start feeling like everyone's against you, things don't brighten up. Things get darker. You feel all alone. You put on that music. You know what I'm talking about? You know that song? You know that playlist? You put that on. You say, that just gets me in touch. Yeah, somebody knows what I'm talking about. You put a, you have that playlist. It's, it's not called gloomy playlist. Feel sorry for me playlist. But you know what songs I'm talking about. They're not the happy song. I don't even want to feel happy right now. I need to sit in this for a little while. Well, let me ask you, in the midst of that, do you get, do things get brighter or more gloomy? More gloomy. We sit in those things. And that's what happens. The Bible says that when they don't acknowledge God or even give thanks, the result is that their minds became dark and confused and they became utter fools. That's foolish to do that. Well, I need times like that. You don't need times like that. Let me tell you today, there's never a time in your life that you should sit in your own pity party. There's never a time in your life that you should sit in unthankfulness and it's justified. Never a moment in your life, never one day in your life is it okay to be unthankful. Never one day in your life is it okay for you to sit and feel sorry for yourself. That's not of the Lord. Why? Because he's already provided everything for us. Ephesians chapter 5, you still, you still love me today? Amen? You still love the word of God today? Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, Ephesians 5 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice for a sweet smelling aroma. Oh, I like that part. And then it comes to verse 3. This is tough. He says, but fornicators, you know what those are, fornicators and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for the saints. What is he saying? He's saying fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, it doesn't fit the saints of God. Can somebody say amen? It doesn't fit the saints of God. He says in verse 4, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting. It doesn't fit the saints of God. Somebody say it doesn't fit. And then, and then he says, which are not fitting, but rather, what? Giving of, come on, say it out. Giving of, what fits the saints of God? Thanksgiving. He's saying fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, coarse jesting. That doesn't fit the saints of God. But what fit? He gives one thing when he says this fits the saints of God. What was it? giving thanks. What should Christians be known for? Thankfulness. What should Christians be known for? They're thankful. Amen? They're thankful. They're thankful for what? They're thankful for everything. Thank you. Thank you. I was on a plane yesterday, and we were flying from Charlotte, and the, air, the pilot, you know, he got on, and I thought it was a recording. It was so good. He got on the loudspeaker, and he said, everybody flying with us today, we just want to thank you for flying with American Airlines. 
He said, we hope you have a delightful day. And we, want, we know you could have chosen a lot, but we want to thank you today for, and I just thought, man, this guy's filled with the Spirit. <laughs> you know what? Do you think it made, me, it made me feel so good? It made me feel confident. It made me feel taken care of. It made me feel like that's a good pilot. Can I sign up for his plane next time? Because I've had some other pilots, man, they don't, they don't even know if they wanted you on the plane. You know what I mean? People always appreciate Thanksgiving. You walk into, you know, uh, a customer service. You walk into a restaurant or something, and, and someone comes up, and, uh, and they say, well, thank you for being here today. We're so glad that you came. Have you ever been here before? And they smile, and they're nice to you. And you think, this person is truly nice. I'm, thank you, God. But you ever walk up to, you know, you, some people walk in, you sit down at a table, and they walk up, and they don't even look at you. They just, they just grab the, you know, the, the pen. Can I take your order? You want something to drink? They should be, now listen, I'm, I don't mean this because I deserve anything, but they should be grateful that someone came. I used to be a food server when I was in college, and I was grateful to have full tables. Because you, you know what full tables meant? It meant full tips. <laughs> And I wanted to walk away with some tips in my pocket, right? So full tables felt good. And so I was thankful that they, thank you for coming in. Hey, before you leave, hey, next time you're in, make sure to sit in my section. I'd love to serve you again. Why? Because you're thankful for them. And they're thankful for you. Can I tell you, there's no place in our lives that we should be unthankful. You know who we're the most unthankful for? Is our families. Why? Because they're common to us. Well, I deserve that. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve it. Well, you don't know what I do. It doesn't matter what you do. You don't deserve what you do. You prayed for what you do. That's why you get to do what you do. Right? We don't, we, we should never deserve. If someone does something for you, what should you say? Thank you. What should we say to the Lord? Thank you. In church, when we say, let's thank the Lord, it's, there shouldn't be some gap. I shouldn't have to say, people shouldn't have to say it three times. And again, I'm not trying to train you as if you're doing something for me. This is something for you and for the Lord, right? Amen? Because what happens when we're thankful in our hearts? Victory. Answers. Open heavens happen in our lives when we're in a place of thanksgiving. Come on, let's thank the Lord right where we are. Thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. If nothing else, thank him for salvation in your lives. But he says, which are not fitting, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, which are not fitting but rather giving of thanks. The works of the flesh are not fitting to the unbeliever. But what fits the life of a believer? Giving thanks. Notice the works of the flesh are for getting something. But thanks is about giving something. The works of the flesh is about getting. You don't, you don't fornicate to give something. You don't steal to give something. You don't offend someone to, to give something. No, you do everything is for the flesh. It's to get something. But what does he say? He says what fits the saints is giving. Because Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. Nobody committed a sin because they were trying to give something. It was because they were trying to get some. They were trying to get something for themselves. But rather giving of thanks. Giving of thanks. Thanks is about giving. And then we look down in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Just a little, little, few more verses down. Ephesians 5, 20. It says, giving thanks always for all things 
to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you look at the screens and would you read that out loud? And let's, let's say it with a little gusto today. Come on, let's say it. Ready? Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, giving thanks, how often? Always. Is there ever a, is there ever a time in our lives where we shouldn't be thanking God? If people listened into your house and they spied on you and listened in, well, what should they be hearing? If someone could listen into your cars driving to work, what should they be hearing? Giving of thanks. If people could listen to your lunch conversations, what should they be hearing? Thanksgiving all the time. Giving thanks always for what? For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving should be something that always comes out of our mouths. You remember the book of Psalms says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thanksgiving is something that we should always be doing. In the NIV version, it says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the Amplified, it says, at all times and for everything, giving thanks. Well, how should we be giving thanks? Just during Thanksgiving? No. Giving thanks is a lifestyle for the believer. It should be one of the easiest things for us to do. If your capacity is low on giving thanks, then what do you need to do? Well, if, if you just started lifting weights and you put a couple of barbells on, on, the, on the side and you start doing bench press and you, your capacity is low, like maybe you could just lift the bar. <laughs> and you're saying, I can't get past the bar. In order to get more weight on the bar, what do you have to do? You have to be more consistent with it. And you have to do it more often. If your capacity is low for giving thanks, like if you just say, I'm not really good at that, don't be proud of that. Because that's not the life of a believer. The life of a believer is that you're a thankful person all the time. So how do you, how do you uh, raise your capacity? You have to do it all the time. Here's how I could tell the capacity of, of a church or of a place, because I'd lead worship at different churches, and I'd be around, you know, different churches and stuff throughout the years. And I, as I come and I say, hey, everybody, let's give thanks to the Lord today. And here's what you'd hear at 90% of churches. You'd hear, thank God, praise God, thank you, Lord, thank you. And literally, I, I can almost count on my watch, 15 14, 13. When you get to zero, they're looking at you again. Or maybe if you look back at them, they clap. You know why? I don't think people are used to giving thanks to God. I don't think people are used to giving thanks to God. But like I told you, one time, you know, I, I was having just such a gloomy morning, and I woke up in the morning, and I said, God, I just have such a hard day, and I, you know, I, I got a new, God, do you know what this person said to me? You didn't know what they did to me. And I got about five minutes into prayer, and it was darkness, darkness, darkness. In other words, I wasn't getting anywhere with God. And all of a sudden, what happened? I said, God, I'm just going to start thanking you for everything I could think of. God, I thank you. And I said, I'm God, I'm going to thank you for a hundred things. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for deliverance from sin. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for friends. Thank you for my church. Begin to specifically thank him. And what happened? After about 15 to 20 things, light came. Light came. God came, should I say, into the room and met me in the midst of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We should always be thanking God, always be thanking God. Well, how can you give thanks at all times? That sounds unreasonable, doesn't it? How can you give thanks at all times? In 1 Corinthians, and we touched on this last week. I just have a couple more things I want to read here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, it says, Thanks be to God 
who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say that with me? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you say it again? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to end with this by saying this. When you believe that you have victory, you can give thanks. When you believe that you have victory through the Lord Jesus Christ, you can give thanks. And then he says in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, almost the same thing. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. He always leads us in triumph. When you always win or you always come out on top, you can get excited about that. When you always win or you always, you know, at the end of the day, you know you're going to win the game. It's kind of like that basketball player that, you know, that's playing and, and he, he's out there and he's, play, you know, he's playing street ball one-on-one uh, -on, -one on the court and people will come and, and they'll score one bucket and then they'll score another bucket and he'll come and he'll, he just has that smile, almost that arrogant smile on his face. Like, come on, do it again. You want it again? What, why is he happy? Why is he saying, come on, let's do it again? Because he knows he's going to whoop this guy because he just used those couple of shots to find out his weaknesses and his strengths and that he always pulls to the right and that he always dribbles two times here and he comes this way and he, thoughts, he thinks, I got you. I got you. See, he can be some, he has confidence on the inside because he knows that he's going to win or he knows he's going to come out on top. Can I tell you, the reason why we can be thankful is because we know that we're going to come out on top, not because of us, but because of who? Because of Jesus in our lives, because of God in our lives. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me ask you, is, is that term gives us the victory, is that past, present, or future? Who gives us the victory? Well, it's at least present and it's future through our Lord Jesus Christ. The power is when we thank God before the miracle happens, not after the miracle happens. Anyone can thank God after the miracle happens. I want to read you this story about this missionary, George Mueller. He lived back in the 1800s. He was a Christian missionary, evangelist, and coordinator of orphanages all over Bristol, England. And he, he just raised money through his faith and through his prayers. He didn't really ask for money. And he had the privilege of caring for over 120,000 orphans. Mueller was recorded with miracle after miracle of God's provision and answered prayers. And I want to tell you about one of these stories here. One morning, all the plates and the cups and the bowls on the table were empty. There was no food in the larder and no money to buy food. And the children came out at an orphanage and they were all standing and waiting for their morning meal. And when Mueller said, children, you know we must be on time for school, so make sure to stand here. And, and they lifted up their hands and he prayed and he said, dear father, we thank thee for what thou are going to give us to eat. Right about then, there was a knock on the door. And the baker stood there. <laughs> he opened the door and he said, Mr. Mueller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow, I felt that you didn't have bread for breakfast. And the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at 2 a.m. and I baked some fresh bread and I brought it into you. And then Mr. Mueller thanked the baker. No sooner had the baker left when seconds later, a knock was on the door. And it was the milkman. The milkman announced that his milk cart had broken right out in front of the orphanage. And he would like to give 
the children his cans of fresh milk so that he could empty his wagon and repair it. Think that was coincidence? But what preceded the miracle? Thanksgiving. Oh, children, I don't know what we're going to do. No, what did he do? He said, children, stand here. He didn't tell the children we didn't have enough. He stopped and he thanked God. Again, Jesus, when he stood with the feeding of the 5,000, what did he do? He took the little boy's lunch. He lifted it up to God and he said, thank you, God. And then he distributed and saw the miracle. Lazarus, he stood out in front of Lazarus, all the weeping people. And what did Jesus do? Thank you, God, that you've heard me. Everybody heard him giving thanks. Was that before the miracle or after the miracle? Listen, God has miracles set up for you and me. But if we can't learn to thank him ahead of time, we can't apply the faith that he's given us. Jesus said over and over again, according to your faith, be it unto you. What was he saying? He's saying, don't wait for me. I've already provided everything that you need. Some of it, I'm just waiting on you. And I think some of us need to release Thanksgiving in our lives right now. In fact, right now where you are, bow your heads and close your eyes and let's say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, in any areas of my life that I've become unthankful, I thank you for right now. Thank you. Maybe it's my job and someone says, I hate my job. Oh, forgive me for saying that, Lord. I thank you, God, especially if you've called me to it. Thank you for my job. Thank you, Lord, for my job. Thank you for my boss. Someone says, I don't like my coworkers. Thank you for my coworkers because maybe they're, they're shaping me and helping me. Thank you for my boss. Thank you, Lord, for the people, God, that you placed in my life. Thank you for my family, Lord. God, forgive me for being unthankful in my life. But we want to thank you today. Thank you today. Thank you today. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on the Memphis Tabernacle Podcast.